a crazy world with so much going on. Two brave gentlemen in Orlando, Florida, John Hannon and Chris Coleman, aim to provide a comedic spin on newsworthy and personal events. With one focused on funny and one informing, will they be able to save humanity with humor, facts, stories, and interviews? Join them as they try to fix the world's problems one joke at a time. This is Funny to Informing. Welcome to episode 168 of Funny to Informing. I am John, that is Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. That's me, you're you, we're Funny to Informing. Yeah, this is uh, the show where we focus on the jokes first with bits of information and stuff from the news, sometimes interviews, and I saved this one for last on purpose this week. Personal stories also, because I have a few. Yeah, it's been a week. Oh, it's been a long week. It really has. It felt like three for me, almost a month in one week. Yeah, well, I just it it didn't feel like it was going by that slow for me. It's been a great week for me. I know maybe not so much. I hate I I hate to say that in your presence right now, John Hannon, but uh, throw it in my face. (laughs) Yeah, I just I just had I just had a good week. I've just been in good spirits and. Yeah, I don't know, man. And uh, we're gonna do Tuttle's Ten starting again next week. Uh, one more week without, and then uh, we have What's Up Doc in its place before going to break. Right? Yeah, we're gonna cram a What's Up Doc in there. If I saw a good one, I'm gonna cover this week. I've got one in the works for next week already too. So oh, okay, and then uh, Digi here's in bold print only to uh, wrap up the show. But uh, yeah, this week has not been the greatest for me. I've just been kind of out of it there's just been a lot going on so i haven't been you know keeping track of everything that's been going on but uh like news wise mainly because i know you're going to try to pull what you can of i i mean i can't help it that i've been so distracted and i feel bad like even like you were messaging me a lot and i wasn't responding and i like a lot of people have been trying to get a hold of me and i just haven't really been answering because i've been on the phone a lot this week but uh what and, have you been talking to uh, well, I do want to talk about some of it, but some of it I think I'm going to save for like one of our Patreon shows. You, you probably should. Uh, it's probably best that you certain things you don't say yeah, because of things going on in the background. The bottom line is I got into a car accident and, um, you know, I'm I'm alive and I, you know, was able to come out of it with minor injuries. But um, I want to go into detail about that, you know, not on this show, but, you know, maybe on a Patreon, like I was just saying that we yeah. can do something Which like we that. Have and, to get. Oh my God! We promised them we were going to get it done. I know this month. And I know now because of the car situation, it's going to hold us back a little more. So maybe we do a couple. We do the January just bullshit one. We will talk about the year that we had or whatever, and then we'll get into another one. Do some personal stories. Talk about all that kind of shit. Yeah, I just have rack everything going on. I haven't it. been expecting all these curveballs, and it's like I'm trying to adapt to them as best I can, but it's getting hard now with just like because it's nonstop. You know, with yeah. like deaths in the family and then other things yeah. going on. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and then uh, just this week down the the street here, right? Uh, there was a big old house fire when old, I was coming home. Old Fireville. It was bad, and it's always in the same area because, like, and I I think I've talked about it on the show before. We where have. there's been house fires in that same exact area or that spot, and uh, yeah, this week they blocked off like you couldn't even get into the neighborhood, and I had to tell the cop that I had it blocked off because he's like, you just got to find another way in. I was like, there is no other way in, so sir. This was, yeah, this was like two days after your car wreck. You yeah. You were like, uh, there's a fire ne- near, next to my house, is what he texted me. 
And I'm like, holy shit, is your place okay? Is everybody in your house okay? Everybody cool? And then he didn't text me back I think for that, hours. I was going to say, I and think I was that was like, the one. <laughs> I'm guessing they died in the blaze. I think that was but one of the times I didn't answer. Yeah. Then he answered back hours later. My bad. I, I forgot to text you back. Yeah, no, it wasn't like right next door. It was down the street in the neighborhood again. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, another meth lab. Well, because that's what it is. Like, with, like when you get into a car accident, it's like if you have a lawyer, you're calling that lawyer. If it went to a tow yard, you're calling that tow yard. Yeah. It, so, you know, you're calling your insurance or the other driver's insurance Absolutely. if there insurance was another driver lawyers, or you're going to be and doctors and stuff like that you're going to be juggling all that shit for a yeah while. and then so outside be tough. and then like talking with my family and then a, you know a few close friends i it was like my god i probably had spent hours let's say over the course of like 48 hours i probably spent about like 15 of them on the phone and that's yeah, like almost half of that sounds probably accurate yeah it's like i, I couldn't imagine setting up appointments and giving the same information over and over and over and over and over again right to, and then what happened and yep. where were you and what direction were you going and all these fucking mundane bullshit and i already hate like hearing the same song twice in a day yeah so for me to I'm have sure to re- repeat myself this. yeah it whoa it does get get to me a little bit it gives uh, me like a little bit of a headache well i wish you luck because i'm four years later uh Still, April makes four four years since my car totaling accident, and I'm still fucking fighting with lawyers and insurances and all this shit. So I wish you luck, sir. Yeah, no, I have a lot of uh, great support. You have a good lawyer, though, so I feel like that's going to help a lot. I have a good lawyer. I have a great boss at work that's been cool with me. My family's been really supportive, and then everybody, you know, on on social media and stuff, and people reaching out. Everybody's been great, and uh, so I'm like slightly without transportation, but I'm for the moment working around that. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe you talk to your insurance about. Or their insurance, since it was their fault about covering a rental for at least a week yeah, or something. that's possible. You should look into that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, so it was crazy, though. It was literally after we recorded our last show. We went out and we're hanging out and just uh, hopping around some spots around town. Oh, yeah. We well, saw some comedy. Yeah, I wanted to see. It was uh, a great night that night. And then it ended on, just that, horribly. on that fucking car totaling accident. I, uh, I don't know. There's just not much to really else like say about it you know and i mean like because i'm not going to go over the details of the accident again like i already said but it was uh it was a long one so i'm slightly without transportation we almost didn't even do the show this week right i I was i had half a mind to say just fuck it like there's too much going on and i need to try to keep a lid on it as best i can but we we but there was a lot going on outside of that and i was like man there's so much for us to talk about so and i know how much these things are big bro you texted me the other night and telling me you know i'm just fucking feeling down and you know Shit's just getting to me, and uh, and dude, I know firsthand how much these things fucking help again fight against that shit right yeah, there. Just did, sitting in your house being fucking down and bored. I did help. like gain perspective. Like when I saw that house fire, it's like okay, like I lost my car. Somebody like I don't know if anybody lost their life in that but fire. But they or, very or, well could have. Yeah, it's it's like somebody lost their whole like almost livelihood probably. Yeah, yeah existence like place where they sleep at night and shit. So it it so and it could where be they worse. Make meth. How are they going to have a job <laughs> <I know>. now? <laughs> So uh, it could be worse, you know. And so, it's, so that's why I I came out here because John obviously transportation issues. So I was like, oh, right out to old uh, meth meth lab studios, and we were going to record out back. And then it was really hot and sunny, and I was like, fuck it, let's go outside. So we are coming to you live from what I'm calling Breakdown Studios. <laughs> you like car. that name? My car. Your car. My car parked out front of John's house. We're doing our best Tuttle impression because <laughs> yeah, we feel like Tuttle. He does all with of, better equipment. Yeah, all of his sh- <laughs> his shows are riding shotgun. All the time. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Riding shotgun to Bubba. <laughs> I know. Just kidding. Love you, Tuttle. Love you, Tuttle. <laughs> Tuttle will be back again with us uh, next week. We've already got his segment uh, given to him, and he's going to give us a good one, I'm sure. Yeah, that's the name of this show, Riding Shotgun. Riding Shotgun. Yeah. With your I, homie John and it, Coleman. Th- this other, uh, th- uh, another thing, because we talked about it when we were with Tuttle, that... um. 
my arm is stuck in your seat, bro. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just open your door. I guess I could have, right? <laughs> yeah, stuck my, between the seat and the door. Well, my other hand's on the microphone, so yeah, I didn't want to... Well, know. that's fine. We would have worked around it. <laughs> Anyways, we were uh, sitting there talking about it a, a little bit with Tuttle, because I guess when you were on your way to go uh, come out to see him and hang out at the, oh, Hobo, yeah. at the Hobo Fish Camp, <laughs> yeah. there was like cops with guns drawn and this lady walking backwards with kids crawling oh, all yeah, around the car. Oh, yeah, we talked about it on, the, on that show with Tuttle, yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, that video's in the uh, Facebook group page. But Oh, did you post that that I sent you? Yeah. Okay, cool. And so I'm going to do another video that I got this week, and this is another way that life just kind of gets put into perspective, which, yeah. like, you know, I, I did get into a bad accident. I was upset about it, but what makes me feel a little bit better about it is that, like, the circumstances could always be worse because I'm at the race right here around the corner at this gas station, and... As I get there, I, I get out of the car and everything's normal and I start walking in. But like the, the, it changed so fast because there was nothing going on at the gas station. There was a guy at the pump or whatever. And then like 15 cop cars all at once, some unmarked, some marked, yeah. uh, you know, canines are it coming out wonder, of the cars. What the hell? Oh, I don't know. What, you know, what did that guy that they was? So my question is, was the car that they swar swarmed in on, was it already at the pump or did they follow it in like they were pulling it over? I think it was already in the gas station. Wow. And like then they just like looking for it and they were like, boom, he's at this race. And then they converged. Swarm. Right. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, guns drawn. Same situation. A, 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 like there had to have been at least 20 to 30 cops with some dogs. And, you know, again, I'm going to post that video, but it was kind of it was wild it, it, yeah. for just like a second there for like about an hour it took my mind off of everything i was dealing with and was just like this is crazy as it's, shit it's intense to see that many cops just like with their guns drawn and just be glad i guess that you know you're on the other side of that you know what i mean not on the side with the gun pointed at you because i've I look, knock on wood you know luckily never had a, a cop pull their gun on me but i have walked out of my house i lived in a place kind of like where you live right here john it's kind of duplex uh you know a lot of combined combined apartments yeah and i so a lot of shared parking and one night I had come out to, who knows, go to the store or whatever. And I come out and I come around the corner, similar parking, you know, John, where my doors are on the side and I'm parked over here. I come around the corner to go to my car and cops have a car pulled over like right here where we would be parked. And we're standing, you know, right there by where your door would be. See so that? we are on the other side and they're like, go back in your fucking house right now. And we're like, okay, oh, shit, because they're like pointing a gun right in our direction at the car parked in front of where we were standing. And it's like. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Hands up, walk away. You That's know? Too close for comfort. Like, and then. And you already know, like, when they stole that UPS truck. Like with even with oh, that, that UPS story? driver on it, they just shot the shit oh, out yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, that's right. If they say get back in the house, get the fuck yeah, back yeah, in yeah, the yeah, house. Yeah, absolutely. I surely did. <laughs> and uh, and then we came out later after they, you know, everything was away and secured, and they were still out there, and we walked by, and there was and a we chalk like, line on the floor. No, no, no. Oh. They, everything went down smoothly, thank God. And um, we walked by them. And, you know, we just started asking him, what, you know, what was going on? Oh, we can't, you know, we can't really tell you. Uh, they had a warrant or some shit, so we took him away. Uh, but then they started, like, getting on to us. Oh, don't don't come outside when that's going on, you know. And we were like, we didn't know. We were just coming to our car. Well, you could have gotten shot, you know, just being really, like, talking down to us. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I live here, motherfucker. Obviously, I didn't want to walk in front of your potential gunfire. Yeah, and, like, and obviously they know what's best, but you don't got to say it like a little fucker. You know, yeah, you don't yeah. got to be a bitch about it. No, exactly. It was that you power know? move shit. Just tell, talk to me like a human being, yeah, from one to another. God. Um, yeah, so, I mean, needless to say i think 2021 is already starting for me worse than all of last year uh and i mean i don't know has anything crazy happened with you this week no no man Thank like i God. said it's been good man i've been eating healthier um it's been like a good mental health week for me at I've least one of us a, i've just been in a good like a good headspace all week i don't know well it helps i've got you know for me 
uh, ha- ha- planning and having something like on the horizon is it? I think that's for anybody really, right? Like when you know you got a Vegas trip or you know oh something whatever, to look forward to something to look forward to. Yeah, so that helps for me. I've got like a little three day mini vacation coming up this week. I'm going to uh, Universal and going to spend a day out there, and then um, I'm going to show a friend from out of town, kind of do a downtown tour like a tour guide type thing. That's cool. And then um, I'm going to go see some family out in Daytona. So I'm, 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 should be another good week for me. I'd like Fingers to, crossed. I'd like to think that like I'm drawing all of the bad luck for the both of us. That's fine. I'm, I'm hoping that... It's the dark cloud laid over me for a long enough time. Yeah, I'm glad that... But like, I don't know how to handle all this positivity, you, so you, bring it back soon. Because <laughs> <laughs> people always kind of see us as like, always together. And I don't know, like, because people ask me, oh, how's Coleman doing? Where's Coleman? I'm like, ask him. You're asking me yeah, how I he's know, right? doing. Like, you got my number, motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny because when I go out and uh, out and about, people are always like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "Great," and they don't mention you. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'm kidding. Damn. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, of course, shit. no, they do. It's because uh, the you know the partnership. It's like our buddies uh, with the Cup of Jokes podcast, um, Joe and Jake. Yeah, the, the two J's of local Orlando podcast. You see one, you ask where the other one's yeah, at. Yeah, right. Yeah, where's the other one? And then you, if you only see Jake, you go, "Oh, it finally happened. He ate Joe." <laughs> <laughs> I know. But we we did. We ran it in when we saw comedy, and we were like, "Where's you know, where's Joe?" And he was like, "Oh, he's doing another comedy you show." See- and I see Jake, and I go, or I see Joe, and I go, "Where's Jake?" And he, oh, he's. Eating at a buffet or yeah. something is what he yeah. tells me because Joe's a jerk. You scream into Jake's belly button. Are you in there, Joe? <laughs> Joe, is it is that short for Jonah and the whale? <laughs> this is a biblical story, isn't it? Do you need help? <laughs> but uh, on the on another upside, John, another thing for you to be happy about: we got a new president officially. The inauguration went down this week. This is the first That's a show. Big story. The first show with a new president because when this show started in 2017, we've only had oh, yeah, the one. we've been under Trump's regime. This entire show. Uh, well, I mean, so yeah, this entire show. Yeah. This is the first time that it's been a, a different uh, nation leader, national leader. Uh, yeah, so it just it's, it'll be a little better. It just breathes a little better. I'm not that the air quality is any better or anything. It's still shit. And John's smoking, so that's not helping. But I just breathe a little easier, and uh, there's a hopeful future. We'll see. Yeah, we, we shall see. We will see. And um, we do. You have a documentary that you saw this week, right? Yep. Uh, on account of a very special birthday we had this week, uh, we watched a cool documentary associated with it and wanted to bring you the deets. All right, let's get into What's Up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Mm. What's up, Doc? This is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. Mm. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? We really mean it. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up? Okay, we're not going to keep doing that. You heard it enough. But uh, they say that a lot in that intro. One more. One more. What's up, Doc? Doc? (laughs) All right. Now I feel better. But uh, so, I all right. I wanted to bring this one to you because I was just scrolling through Netflix. So it can be found for everybody on Netflix. Who the fuck doesn't have Netflix these days? Go check it out. Highly recommend. It's a short hour watch. And on account of her birthday this week, Betty White turned, what, 98, I believe? 99, 99, I excuse me, I was, I was a year shy. 99, reach, almost reaching that 100 milestone. But Betty White turned 99 this week, and then I, I think on account of that, it put it up in, like, 
in my, you know, I was just scrolling, so I think I put it yeah. in the algorithm. And she still looks good. And, uh, oh yeah, you want to give it to her? Oh, 10 well, out of 10, she could get it? I don't want to. From br- John Hannon? I don't want to break the poor lady. <laughs> uh, she's as bony as you are, but the osteoporosis. <laughs> but it's called Betty White, First Lady of Television. Oh. And uh, it, like I said, it's a nice little 55, 60 minute uh, documentary. And it's, uh, it, you know, they interview her because, you know, she's still, and what's amazing to me is that she's obviously still with us, but so, so with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, no, she's there. Th- yeah, there's no, like, doesn't seem to be any signs of, like, dementia or, you know, Alzheimer's or really even, like, aside from just, you know, the old fogginess that you get when you're 99 years old. Well, I feel like she's lived a pretty even keel life, like, a, not like normal, but less intense. Well, than it some talks about that. It talks about her partying days, bro, back when she was a cocaine runner. Well, yeah, because I'm sure. Just they, kidding. No, I was, <laughs> say, I was like, well, it does talk about her early days, which was what I found interesting was that I could learn a lot about her. You know, I, was, I didn't I was, know a lot. Yeah, you would have believed it, right? Because what do you know about Betty White, John Hannon? Not really that much. Like, right. she's like America's sweetheart. Right. Really, but what role much. do you even know her from? Oh, like Golden Girls, obviously. And what else? Uh, well, I she, could only think of the Golden Girls. Well, really. I, like she's made a lot of sitcom guest appearances and stuff. Yes. You know, they she was they in that brought, hot in Cleveland show. Yeah, which she spun into out of, out, you know, like, way I'm, post the Golden Girls. Like I'm pretty sure she's even made like appearances on like Friends and you know just like uh, like probably. little shows like that. Probably Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, know I know they've I know they've drawn her in like The Simpsons. Oh yeah, before, yeah, yeah. And, and, and she again, she does tons of cameo work. She absolutely does. She probably pretty, pretty but, popular on cameo. No, yeah, but, <laughs> but like for her, like um, <clears throat> in terms of like her like biography or something, I don't know where her career right. started. Yeah, like it, her career biography, right? She, like she wasn't a child actress, was she? No, she was not a child actress, but she did get into it young. And, uh, and you know, and I don't want, again, I don't want to spoil it. This is the segment in which I try not to spoil things. There's not much to spoil. She doesn't die at the end, guys. Um, but she is a Coke runner. <laughs> she was a Coke runner in the in the roaring 20s. Um, I was going to justify that so hard. I'd be like, well, I'm sure there's stuff in this documentary that they, you know, are just waiting to reveal. It's, <laughs> <they're>, yeah, they <laughs> might bring you more when she, after, after she passes. But I don't know. It just, it, it, like I said, it chronicles her beginnings. Like her first start with television was in like 39, 40. 1939, oh, oh, 1940. Okay. No, and she was it, in her 20s. Uh, okay. I didn't know if she was 39 or 40. I'm like, late, late start. So she, yeah. And, and so she quickly was doing like regional stuff. And then um, somebody was, and, and it was actually radio is where she got her big start. And then she started, uh, there was a radio DJ who was starting a uh, television show. And he was like, do you, would you do it? Can you do five and a half hours well he said first he said can you do one day a week and she says yeah he says what his quote was i want you to be my quote girl friday which is like a girl reporter back in the day okay is what they called him um so i want you to do like a little report on my show once a week and then it quickly because of how great she was at it turned into six days a week and then spread into five and a half hours and it was almost all improv like they had like the show details lined up almost like what we do, like what we're going to talk about, but they don't have anything written, so to speak. So it was just like a variety show, five and a half hours. And she's doing it six times a week. And then was it called like something like bopping with Betty? uh, (laughs) Bopping with Betty. No, this was before bop was a big thing. It was that old, but uh, she, yeah. So I, and from that, that was a regional deal. She spun it into a national thing and got her own uh, show called the Betty white show. And was like, she'd straight up posted it like a variety show. That is awesome. And it, it goes on, to like say like how much she did for like women in the industry she was the first woman solo show host she was the first woman host slash producer of her own show and the first woman slash producer to work with another female director wow 
And on that wow. very same show, she had a, this is in the 50s, she had a, a black guy who was like uh, part of like what would now be part of the band or whatever. But he was like, he would come on and dance and sing and like entertain, right? Because it's a variety show. Well, when the show went national and got picked up in the South, um, the South was pretty much telling her, oh, you gotta, you have to fire him or we're not going to carry you on our, on our markets in the South. And she was like, the, you know, the, the production company really wanted her, was pressuring her. And she was like, no, then don't carry the show. If you don't like it, don't watch the show. Yeah, she's stuck to her in the guns. 50s as a, yeah, as a female and, you know, not, not without a, a, a long history of like power in the industry. And she was like, pretty much like, no, fuck you. He stays. Yeah. And he stayed and they dealt with it. That's such a big dick move. Well, it was a big dick because, move, for, well, especially for a lady with no dick. Yeah, no, I know. It's inverted. It's there. It's just, <laughs> you're it's, right. You're it's right. Any, it's very tiny. It's, it's at the top. The man in the boat. <laughs> any Always pay attention to the man in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's because like a legend among legends, you know, like we, we think of people like Dolly Parton or Joan Rivers as legends. And right. And then there's just like this extra tier that's like that Betty White is on. You're right. That is just like, you're right. Like every single she, year, she's the only one I know that is like gets celebrated just for existing, like continuing to exist. And like, yeah, her fan base every single year, like has a, like a big celebration on that. She's like healthy and doing well and still surviving. It's, yeah, it was, it was great to see. And I loved learning, you know, about her history and where she came from. Um, and it, you know, again, it was like, it was a panel discussion. So there was, uh, that it was, it was also a little bittersweet in that two of the panelists, uh, talking very highly of her. Uh, one was Alex Trebek and the other was Carl Reiner. Uh, uh, both we lost last year because yeah. this came out in 2018. I had no idea. Like, like I said, if it weren't for her birthday, I would have never probably seen this in the queue. You know what I mean? And I hate to say this, but when she passes, I guarantee you, everybody will turn on their Netflix and it'll be the homepage thing that that thing they made in 2018. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like when RBG died. That's the the next day or two days later. I saw uh, the RBG documentary from like two or three years ago, and that's when it'll be no- number one trending. Yeah, it will, it will. But I'm saying, watch it now. It's an hour. It's super entertaining. Betty White is a fucking national treasure she really is she really and really is no, i used to nobody... make jokes all the time and, and every year be like oh B- betty white in my death pool i don't even want to make that joke anymore because it's going to be sad when she's gone it really is it's going to be super upsetting for a lot of people because nobody ever says like oh like i'm glad alec baldwin's still doing well like people say oh, oh you i know, mean i'm glad that, he is well yeah yeah of course but nobody ever says it people did, always say did you hear the story about his wife no it's hilarious oh all right. Uh, should we take a little bit of a break? Yeah. And <laughs> uh, before we go to break, uh, this ties in with the uh, with the what's up doc I just did. Uh, did you hear the one about the guy that got pulled over by the police? No. He didn't get shot. Betty White. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and what's up, doc? All right. Let's uh, let's go to a little bit of a break. This is episode 168 of Funny to Informing, and we will be right back. Hardcore G shit, homie all play around, ain't shit, sweet by the peach, this Atlanta clown, home of the dealers and the strippers and the clubs though, catch you coming out that magic city with a snub ho, lurking in the club on tourist motherfuckers, welcome to Atlanta up the jury motherfucker, these monkey niggas looking for some looter in Jermaine, and all that nigga found was the Ruga and some pain, pow motherfucker, pow, come up off the chain, pow motherfucker, one off in it bright. We some money and hungry wolves, and we down to eat the rich. Your bodyguard and shit, we strip them like a stripper bitch. These real ass killers moving silence with violence. The minute it's set off, we the motherfucking wildest. I am from Atlanta that they never speak a pun. Where everybody got a sack of dope and a gun. Gun, gun. Shit, they gotta show respect. What's up on 
the time in the projects And OG saw a young Bumby as a prospect Thought that I would understand the streets from a very young age So he opened up the G-Code to the front page He sat me on the porch, said this where little dog sit Pointed at the yard, said that's what big dog shit He said don't leave till your ass get grown And don't come back till your ass get cold Whatever you want is whatever you can have Bring the pain and leave them wet Like they soaking in some sap When you step out on the app Make sure they wanna see ya Cause be a drill is an automatopoeia Be about it like a G I hate or wanna get you slipping Drop to be a Jordan Or settle for a Pippin Player I ain't even tripping But I don't really care Cause my pistol's in your face So put your hands in the air Yeah, yeah, I'm riding with a pistol gripping down a cliff from Simpson Road to Adamville. I'm repping this Atlanta shit. Nigga trying to handle up. Let's see, can they handle this? A hundred around Adam, that ain't no Louisiana shit. Drinking on that Hennessy, blowing on that cannabis. America, cause nightmare, trapped nigga fantasy. A record full of felonies, searching for a better me. But choppers go off in my hood like I wreck you with television. Shoot a nigga, let him bleed. Fuck you, shout it, sucker, nigga. I never be, don't give a fuck about it. Quick to run up on that out and make him get the fuck about it. Nigga, better be about it. He deserve it, he allow it. What's a coward to a kamikaze? He ain't robbing, man, and predator and prey. The law of nature where I stay. I catch you slipping with that K. Ain't no illusion and no confusion. Better come up off that cake and all that jewelry of your shoes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Funny 2 Informing episode 168. I am John. That is Chris Pizza Pizerberg Coleman. That's me. You're you. We know this. What song was that? That was one of my favorites, man. I like it. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I've, so never, I've never heard of it. So that's one of my favorite artists, Killer Mike. I'm in a real Atlanta music mood this week. Uh, we'll talk a little more about why I'm feeling so... So we got my hometown vibe going so it, much, but... It sounded like there was more artists. Yes. Yeah, so it's Killer Mike featuring uh, Bun B, formerly of UGK. It's one of uh, Bun B's best verses ever, if you ask me, in my opinion. And uh, also T.I. Ah, uh, okay. That makes uh, sense. And, yeah. It's, thought, it's, so it's really Atlanta and South all, all around. But I don't know. The beat is fucking... I don't know. The beat's riding. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites. No, yeah. And um, some of the thing, like, of all the shit that's been going on this week, uh, one of the things I did that I haven't done in a, forever, like in over a decade, has been uh, I went to the doctor's. <laughs> yeah, you to, told like, me. To, just to get, like, checked up, but... I was so well, nervous. Well, it's part of your deal. Which yeah. You know, I mean, that's part of the deal. Like, you don't, again, you don't have to, like, 
again, we're not going to give details on the accident, but... Uh, well, I, I just wanted to make sure everything was good. Yeah, you know, it's a follow-up, you to, know? To have a job where you're doing, you know, physical labor. And plus, I like to, you know, work out and play basketball and do sports and physical activity. So I want to make sure I'm good in that department. You know what I mean? But I just... I just For the first time in 10 years. Yeah. And <laughs> 10 pretty, years ago, I didn't care. Dude, for I, the last 10 years, I didn't care. I, but 2021... Check me out, Doc. I went because just because you never you should know have done anymore. this for what's up, Doc. You son of a bitch. You, <laughs> yeah. missed, you missed your window. <laughs> Sorry, we got to move on. We can't talk about this now. The actual, hey, Doc, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And what did they say? Uh, well, I pretty much walked in there and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I'm here. I'm not a real doctor guy. I think this is where, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Well, they told me I'm one of their like. I'm one of the patients that like they are scared of the most because I guess I downplay injuries or I try to like yeah because you just like that it's not that yeah, bad because you're not a doctor guy and you just yeah. been skating through for so long so I don't know like where I, I was just going with the flow you know they're like oh we have this like electrotherapy thing we want to try out and wow. he had this little like thing like that kind of like he clicks into your muscles yeah no I know it's like a yeah it feels like he's stapling me without almost it's just like a thump shoe it's like a thumper yeah it felt I've had it used on my back at a chiropractor it seemed like it did nothing you know and well, I don't know supposedly it like uh you know will like thump your your in my case at the chiropractor it will like literally knock your vertebrae back into alignment Okay. But I don't know about if he's doing it on other parts of your body. Huh, yeah. He could have just been, he was like, can you feel this on your penis? I was, <laughs> I was just like, man, technology. Like, I can't smell food, but I can feel thumps <laughs> on my cock. The, the technology, I was just like, man, it's really, really it's advanced. low tech, though. That's low tech. Well, the last time I went, it was just like uh, maybe before 2010, you know, when I was, in, well, I was in high you school. You were a young man. Yeah, I was in <laughs> high school. It was like for a physical, like for soccer or something. Oh, Johnny, another 10 years, you'll have a finger in your butthole. Yeah, I didn't have to get grabbed. I mean, and not for fun this time. I didn't have to get grabbed and cough. I didn't do any of that. But I'm telling you, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's all downhill from here. I'm not looking Just forward to it. Just get used to whipping your balls and asshole off for doctors. I was, I was, or people that tell you they're doctors. I was actually surprised. So now, it was kind of like ripping a Band-Aid off. It was like that first visit. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I like no. was building it up in my head. So I'm like, right. maybe, like, so I can stand to go, and I probably should more often to get, get checked out. Get an actual physical occasionally? Yeah yeah. 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 With the way the world is going, it's scary enough now to where I really want to start taking like my health seriously. The world's falling apart. I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. And I, and I still actually want to donate plasma. We were talking about that last week. That was a lot of fun. Last week's show was fun. Last week's show was fun. <laughs> we went out and had a good time afterwards, and then it ended up everything else. Yeah, Ugh. everything else besides that. But uh, okay, so we have uh, have digi hears that we were going to be getting into. We do. Is there anything else that we're, we want to get into before that? Well, no. I just wanted to kind of bring it up. I felt like better time. What, what better time than now to say that uh, digi hears for funny to inform me one sixty eight and UFC two fifty seven sponsored by cauliflower earbuds. Want to look like a UFC star but don't want to get your ass and wallet <laughs> beat by Dre? Check out the newest product by Bose: cauliflower earbuds. With their newly trademarked <laughs> Silly Putty Mangled Ear Fitting Technology, you're sure to find a snug and comfortable fit while also being able to show off those puffy, disfigured cunnilingus grips to the world. Bose Cauliflower <laughs> Earbuds, available <laughs> exclusively at Bose.com slash Ultimately Fugly Cauliflower. Use code FTI Wish I Was Blind and didn't have to look at those things for 2% off. And never forget, proper 12 Irish whiskey goes down easy, oh, just yeah. like McGregor. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, let's let's uh, let's do the digi here's and get into some of the stories. Did you hear that? Oh, 
talk about some of the bigger stories that are going on right now and um are you going to start us off yeah i okay. got a good one to start off especially following that uh our new sponsorship there uh, before <laughs> yeah. the intro um so did you hear conor mcgregor is facing a multi-million dollar personal injury lawsuit over events that allegedly took place in 2018 is that with when he was like throwing the railing at the bus and stuff with khabib no this is so it and what's what's kind of mysterious about this story is it, it just says that it doesn't it would it doesn't really go into a lot of detail but it's a it's so it's a it's not a it's not a it's a civil lawsuit obviously it's not yeah it's not charges pending against him but uh, it says a woman has filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit against UFC superstar Conor McGregor for ale- alleged personal injury her lawyer confirmed Tuesday with ESPN and I love this name. Dave Coleman, the attorney for the woman, said the suit over events that allegedly took place in 2018 was filed Monday in the high court in Dublin, Ireland. In addition, the woman's mother has also filed suit against McGregor, Coleman said, in a smaller claim. The attorney would provide no additional details on the case per the independent, which first reported the suit. An associate, uh, an associate of McGregor is listed as the co-defendant. Wow. All the attorney would say is the matter is before the court. Hmm. So, so I don't it- know. This could be like... This could be some, you know, Me Too style shit. Some you know, payouts. this could, yeah, because it's a woman and her mother. It could be some physical injury stuff. I don't know, but there was apparently there was no legal charges against him. Da- so uh, Dave Coleman is that? Does that like your dad? Dave Coleman. Yep, that's uh, the one. So it's he's Irish. So I'm learning my Irish heritage. That's why I like <laughs> Irish whiskey so much. Yeah. No, it is. Maybe it's... that is my dad. I haven't talked to that guy in forty close to forty years. Really? No, I've been, uh-huh. I've been talking to him lately. Is his name Dave? Nope. Oh, nope. I wanted something to match up. I'm there. sure my dad has a way different accent than old Dave Coleman from Ireland. Ireland, John. You know, Ireland. Ireland. I can't even say it. Right. Ireland. John and I have been talking to this guy from <laughs> Ireland recently on Instagram. Uh, he does some, oh, some podcast yeah. stuff. A little side note, and uh, John's like, "Hey, this guy sent us an audio message." Which, by the way, I was like, "Why did he send it auto audio?" I don't know. When you have that much of a thick accent. There's a. I mean, we're all speaking English here, but the guy is very Conor McGregory when he speaks, and but it, way worse. He's very thick, and he sent us an audio message, and John's like, "Yo, dude, listen to this message and see what he said. Tell me if you can like if you can translate this." Like, for me. just text me, man. And, yeah, I know. And I'm like, why would he choose to send an audio message when he could have just typed on an Instagram direct message? Anyway, yeah. And I was only getting like every other word, but you had to decipher it. I yeah, I deciphered it pretty well. You translated it pretty good was, because. Yeah. I can I could I can't speak it, but I can understand you cha- it. You it's channeled- my Irish heritage. <laughs> you channeled your. I inner drank some Irish. proper twelve. Went down in the f- second round and understood that Irish. Yeah, because once you told me what he said, I went back and listened to it, and then the and words, you were like, "That makes sense." It was starting to to right. add up. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so did you hear? Uh, I'm gonna just get this one out of the way first and foremost. Um, Larry King and Hank Aaron uh, this weekend um, j- passed away, and. Um, Larry King was, I believe, 87. He was born in, yeah, 87 years old. Um, and he, he came down with COVID like three weeks ago or something like oh, that. Oh, was it COVID related? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he had, uh, he was, he started out as a local Florida journalist, which I didn't know. Miami. Yeah, I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, he was that. a Miami guy. 
uh, in the 1950s. Your old classic, yeah, old school Miami Jew. Yeah, so, I mean, so he's been at it for decades since the 1950s up until now. So two, 2020, 1950s. 70 years, bro. 70, yeah, seven Close to decades. 70 years of broadcasting. Oh, jeez. Yep. So it's funny you bring that up uh, because I, uh, the reason, actually the way I found out that he died is I was looking for a podcast to listen to last night and I listened to, you know, one of the ones I, li- I used to listen to religiously. Now I just kind of, when I'm when I have time, I was looking at um, WTF with Mark Maron. Because I was like, let's see if there's any good interviews lately. I haven't looked at his feed in a while. Yeah. And I opened it up, and there was a show just posted yesterday as we sit and record. And it was uh, and and he, it was a throwback to his interview he did with Larry King like seven years ago or six years ago because his show's run for so long now. And, uh, and as soon as I saw that it was, the headline was like, my interview with Larry King from blah, 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 the date, you know, from six years ago. And I was like, as soon as I saw that, I know Mark Maron is, is known to do this. When somebody dies... And he's re- he's interviewed them. He will immediately that day or the next day drop that episode. He'll do like a rerun, just for you to like. Let me go harken back on this uh, this old episode. And, yeah. And that's where I saw it, and I was like, oh, we'll listen to it and find out a little bit about Larry King. And it was really interesting. And yeah, seventy years of fucking broadcasting started I mean, in Miami. Hell of a old school classic Jew and a hell of a hell of a minch of a guy. Yeah, they got a uh, loved his women and marriages. Two Peabodies. Uh, and yeah, you know what? Let me get to that. Two Peabodies uh, and, and and ask me. Don't tell me how many marriages. Ask me because <laughs> I listened to his interview and I think I know how many. Unless he got married in the last six years, which he might have. Yeah, uh, he's got the the two Peabodies and Emmy Award. Two Peabodies uh, and, is that an award for Mark Kelly? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, ten Cable Ace Awards. I don't know about that as much. But. Cable Ace, yeah, because CNN's Cable News. Yeah, so. he's, he's got ten of those. It's a cable, yeah, it's a cable um, thing. Yeah, and then like I was like looking at his list of spouses, and it, okay, the man. So is a- on his interview with Marin, I heard just yesterday, uh, he said that it was uh, seven marriages, one of them twice, one of the women twice. Yeah, there's seven. Okay, it looks like uh, I don't. It doesn't say that um, that he was with any of them like oh, a second time. That's why it's because if he married her, they just claimed it. And what the they don't have enough paper. Yeah, <laughs> one of them literally lasted a year. Annette K. It's like married 1961, divorced 1961. Wow, not even a year. Same year. The same thing with Frieda Miller. 1952, uh, the, 1953, they divorced. Jesus or whatever oh, he was man. young then that was like yeah that was the young marriages man he and some of these just don't last long I didn't know he was such a pimp he dude yeah no he was he and he his his wife dude so when he uh his he has a son he has a couple sons right now that if that interview was six years ago the his kids he so he has like sons in their young 20s right now and he, he has other children from previous marriages that are probably in their 50s well right now. it says he has five kids there you go does five. it tell their ages no okay but the, i know his last two were he was when he made those kids in his 60s bro yeah he, yeah wow he impregnated that woman in his late 50s early 60s he kind of does remind me of like a like obviously different personalities but like a hugh hefner type you know, like yeah, kind of. He, he looked the same for so long. You know, like yeah, put him was, in a smoking jacket. He was kind of the same thing. Yeah, he was kind of aging very well, and uh, you know, and, and not a bad looking guy. I hate to compliment another. You know, like like I was complimenting Betty White, but Larry Betty King, White was a hottie, by the well, way, bro. Larry King in her well, early days, she was uh, in that documentary. I didn't mention this, but she was. Yeah, she was. Both of them are looker, bro. Both of them are good looking. I feel people. like Larry King was probably a real good looking guy in his younger days too. And I feel like he's like way taller than people. Would, Is he? Would, would imagine i don't, I don't know. know that's a he reminds me of a character from that movie mars attacks but anyway <laughs> uh and then hank aaron he passed away too like that's, a day before yeah and he was 86 so a year before yeah a year younger than old uh, larry king yeah he did uh 23 seasons um in in mlb and um all with the braves uh 21 of them was with milwaukee slash atlanta braves yeah 
Uh, I guess, yeah, I didn't even know they were Milwaukee they Braves. They were the Milwaukee Braves at his in the beginnings of his career. Yeah. Right? And people don't give that guy enough credit. Um, you know, everybody gives credit to Jackie Robinson, as they should, uh, you know, for breaking the color barrier. But Hank Aaron was right behind that that era, you know? Hank Aaron was coming into the pros right behind that. Yeah. And he dealt with all that you know all that racism and fucking totally stupid bullshit when i when i think of that i think of him and jackie robinson yeah yeah um and then so how many um rbis are runs batted in so those those are like points he physically put up on the board Yeah, his career rbis 20 okay so over the course of 23 seasons Mm. you know and then give or takes you know and he broke i remember i know he broke the home run record yeah, that one back in the day, he yeah. and he held it for a long ass time until the nineties, really. Until Barry Bonds, so Barry Bonds and McGuire and Sosa and all them, right? We're all breaking his record. Yeah, because I think because he Hank Aaron had seven fifty five and Barry Bonds broke it in the early two thousands. That's it. Um, seven fifty. So that shit stood for thirty fucking years, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Long time. Yeah, dude. That that guy was in so RBIs. Let's yeah. see. He had had seven fifty five home runs. Yeah. I'm gonna say like twenty three seasons. <laughs> So I would just pick double like, that fourteen hundred RBIs. Fourteen hundred, yeah. Uh, uh, twenty, almost twenty three hundred. Holy shit! I was ten thousand. So off. pretty much like a hundred a season. Yeah, you know, there like you to go. Keep the math simple. There you go. Yeah, twenty two, three times as many home runs as he had. Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. So the guy was a beast. And I just yeah, as a guy growing up in Atlanta, and that's why I, my music you'll hear it in the music this week for sure. Um, actually, the ending song uh, that I'm playing today has uh, one of my favorite verses on it from Big Boy out of Outcast. And every time I hear it, I think of Hank Aaron because it mentions some Atlanta Braves stuff. And I don't know. I just yeah. I always think of Hank Aaron. I remember that from my childhood. He was uh, sad indu- to see that guy inducted pass. in the Hall of Fame in 1982 with a 98 percent first ballot vote. Of course, wow. I would expect nothing less. I mean, it's kind of I mean, he's no Mariano Rivera. I know. Seriously, only one person has gotten a perfect first ballot. I thought it was going to be Ken Griffey Jr., a little while ago, and then there was that one asshole that Easily said no, been, right? And then, uh, yeah, Mariano Rivera uh, ended up coming and breaking that record, having a perfect first ballot, uh, which is you know. But uh, yeah, they called him Ham- Hammer and Hank was his nickname, and uh, the guy was a beast. He has a bunch of accolades that I'm not going to get into. So it's, many. A, it's a long list. Have, so have you seen the? And it's famous now. Um, obviously, the video of him hitting that that home run, the record breaker, 755. No, you've never seen that. Okay, so. It's in like I think seventy seven, seventy eight, a couple years before I'm is born. That, is it like one of those things where like fans are running out and running around the bases with him? Absolutely. Is it? Yes. Yeah, so okay. it's famous because he hits this home run and it's in a Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta. Um, and this, you know, it's the seventies, so like racial tensions are still strong. You know, it, it, there's no longer segregation. You can but, tell by the stadium; it's still called Fulton County Stadium. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Named after the county it sits in. It sounds but, like a correctional <laughs> facility. <laughs> so. He, Siri, Siri thought I tried to open him up anyway, but uh, <laughs> so um, so it's it's amazing because he hits the home run and, you know, the era in which it happens. And as he hits the home run and he rounds first base, two dudes, two white men jump the fence in like left field or right field near first base and run through the outfield and catch up to him between like second and third base. And. They it wound up being a beautiful thing because they like run up to him and put their arms around him and like run with him for a few steps around while he rounds third base. Yeah, and, like, pat him on the back and shit as That's he runs so in cool. for home. But I heard as I, I I've seen some like sports documentaries like some Thirty for Thirty I think I watched on this right, and they talked about that moment and how tense it was 
in the whole stadium and how the entire stadium well, when you was in the white, world. When you say two white dudes. Right. It yeah. was holding their breath as these two white men jumped the fence and ran because who, who's to say they weren't angry that he beat the previous white man's home run record? Yeah. You know? And they but saw that opportunity. But they were fully supportive and it was just a beautiful thing in the race relations of that time, I felt like. Yeah. It was, and, it's a great video And usually watch. when people like that die, legends like Larry King and Hank Aaron, not Betty White, thank God, but they usually happen in threes. Like there's usually a set. They do. Well, so I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised waiting. you only had the two. Dude, no, wait no longer. Oh, really? No. Famed music producer and murderer, Phil Spector, dead at 81. Oh. By COVID-90. 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 <laughs> oh, no. It's a very advanced form. You can only get it in murder prison. How do you even stop that? But, yeah, yeah no, COVID-19. I didn't really, I heard he had died, but I didn't know it was COVID-related. Obviously, he's an older guy uh, at 81. But, yeah, Phil Spector. Um, and John didn't know about the murder aspect, but uh, I did not. No. Famed music producer, he created what they call the wall of sound, which literally changed the way music sounds as it's recorded it, to this day. To this day, um, whereas so, what does it, it add to it, or what's just the, like uh, a logic? depth, a depth and richness of sound? Like he literally he called it the wall of sound because he just like laid out an entire wall of speakers because he wanted more sound in the background of a recording. Oh. In the in the early early days, and he's kicking up like the amps and and subwoofing the shit out of it. Yeah, or, and just adding more speakers. Advanced te- technologically advancing. I got a fever, the and the only cure <laughs> is COVID. <laughs> just kidding. I got COVID, and the only cure is death. Ninety nineteen. <laughs> but so he was also famously convicted for murder uh, of his of his wife at the time, and was so that's why he was in prison. So after a. Was that a long time ago? Career. No. Uh, when was see. that? Let me see. Yeah, when was that? Because I, I feel like that flew under dude, the he, radar. Oh, my God, dude. He So, dude, Spectre had a deep association with the Beatles and produced their album Let It Be among the songs The Long and Winding Road, Get Back, Title Track, uh, produced John Lennon's solo work, inclu- in, uh, including Imagine. I mean, Ike and Tina Turner. I mean, these are all people among his credits. Um, ooh, let's see. Oh my, it's still talking about Bruce Springsteen. John, these are all your heroes here, buddy. Oh no, yeah, he's had his hand in a lot. I just didn't know that he had murdered his wife. He was inducted, you talked about this earlier, but here we go. Also, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1989, similar to Hank Aaron's Hall of, Hall of Fame induction yeah. into the baseball. But uh, Spectre ended up in prison for the second degree murder of Clarkson, an actress he'd met in 2003 while she was working at the House of Blues in WeHo, which is West Hollywood. They spent... They went back to his mansion and he shot her, although he claimed it was an accidental suicide. At his first trial in 2007, he declined a he was declared a mistrial due to a hung jury, but he was convicted in a 2009 retrial. That is wild. So yeah, wow. so for the last ten too. years he was in prison. Wow, I did. I mean, I didn't. Last even... time you went to a doctor, Phil Spector was convicted <laughs> for murdering a woman. I had no idea he even passed away. Uh, that that kind of slipped by uh, slipped by me. Rest um, in peace, murder. Uh, did you hear? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> A former TSA agent uh, was convicted uh, for tricking a woman into showing her breast at um, the Los Angeles International Airport. Uh, this happened about a year ago, give or take. Uh, ah, and it's just not coming down. Yeah, he was sentenced to 60 days. Uh, he pleaded no contest. Um, and yeah, I mean, 60 days is kind of light. But um, supposedly he like took this girl off to the side to check her, said that he had to like go through, like make sure nothing was inside her bra. And uh, to ensure that she wasn't hiding anything, um, uh, she made he made her hold her pants like away from her waist so she could look like he can look down her crotch. Kind of, it's a fu- yeah, it's a weird what sec- a creeper. Not your normal security screening. Well, did, does know? it say what airport this was at? Uh, Los Angeles uh, International. LAX, huh? Yeah. Damn. Uh, and then um, 
the, she he said that he, uh, he was going to take her to a private room for further uh, screening. And when well, they were what they say when they were on the elevator, he said that he could just perform it right there. What? Um, he he. Ordered like, her. Speaking of going down, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, ordered her to lift uh, up her shirt and show her breast, then look down on the elevator at her pants. How professional! Yep, and you. This is the professional uh, ice, she f- uh, icing on the cake right here. Uh, he said that the woman was free to go, and he added that she had nice breasts. Wow! Before letting her go. Wow. Um. Yeah. He's like, well, Seriously. you're clear, ma'am, but there seems to be something in my pants. And I guess for for a quick glance, you only get two months. Yeah, I, I guess you can be. Well, yes. and a grab, right? Did he do a grab when he was? Feeling? I would, I would assume so. What a fucking creeper! So dude. you're super pervy, and you only have to serve two months. And I'm, I'm assuming something's going to go on his permanent record. And he's oh, not for be sure. Able. I mean, that's a criminal charge now, and he will never work for the TSA. His <laughs> permanent record, crossed. the word permanent record sounds like he's in middle school. It is. And after he serves his two month detention, <laughs> you get a pink slip, buddy. He's gonna have to do ISS for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a light sentence. That's too soft on him. <laughs> like give him. Unlike a- what was in his pants after that interaction, yeah. that sentence was far too soft. Uh, just give him a few lashes of the belt and let, move <laughs> he on. He probably would enjoy that. <laughs> I know he's got a kinky side for sure. Fucking weirdo. Uh, John, did you hear that John Mulaney has been uh-oh. investigated? Hold on, hold on. I dropped a cigarette, bro. It, in open your, the door. In your car. Open the door. I'm so sorry, dude. Just get rid of it. I got it. I got it. You're lucky I let you smoke in my car. I know. You're lucky it's breakdown studios. I feel so bad. So I don't care about it. It's a piece of shit. I'm but sorry. did you hear that John Mulaney's now being investigated? For what? For okay, for a he, monologue. He's being investigated by the Secret Service and the FBI. I know he has that drug problem. Yes, he's in rehab currently. But no, he's being investigated for comments he made on a Saturday Night Live monologue last January. I think so I February, remember that. Excuse me. So a year ago. So I remember yeah. when he was on. When he, they, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you watched it, and I know this was your guy, so I had to pull this story. Plus, I love I love Mulaney too, and I remember this episode. But yeah, when he hosted Saturday Night SNL last Saturday night last February, he joked during his monologue about quote powerful maniac Julius Caesar being stabbed to death by all the senators quote that would be an interesting thing if we brought that back now unquote Mulaney told the audience. The comedian said the quip was definitely not about President Donald Trump, but the Secret Service saw it definitely. (laughs) On March 1st, the very day after the show aired, the agency's Protective Intelligence and Assessment Division opened an investigative file to probe inappropriate statements regarding President Trump and noted that Mulaney exhibits inappropriate behavior. Long story short, they've got like a 26-page dossier on this guy now. Does Mulaney have like a criminal record? No. Like a, a wild no, pass? Ju- no, exactly. And he's that's not a, even been like a super outspoken guy as far as politically. That's a reach then. It really is. How, how paranoid do you have to be that somebody says something about a historic, uh, you know, uh, uh, something in history, Julius Caesar, something about Hitler, whatever, Stalin, and then you're instantly just associating it with Trump? No, out of from what megalomaniac from what Trump Trump spun that up that absolutely that, I feel like that came out of nowhere. He started to a new campaign that. hashtag Stop the Saturday Night Live. No, oh my God, <laughs> it's like Stop the Steal, oh but way God. fucking lamer. Yeah, well, now that Trump's not president, what is he going to do to keep himself busy? I see her. I have no idea. He's going to have to find something because he's uh, start a news organization that only half of the country will watch, and probably less than that after the Capitol debauchery. Yeah, I, I don't. Even his devout following has fallen off since then. You know, he's going to get bored. Oh, yeah. And he's not going to want to be stagnant, so he's going to start to do something else. I'm oh, just, he's the stagnantist. Uh, I'm interested to see what he's going to do next, honestly. Back to you in the studio, John. Uh, did you hear, this is my last one for this segment, um, an autistic teen 
uh, died after cops sat on him for nine minutes. Um, and there's a lawsuit pending from the parents uh, of the autistic child. Uh, he's 16 years old. His name's uh, Eric Parsa. And yeah, he I was saw this video. outside of a laser tag yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So I don't even know how this exactly would have escalated. Um, but that's a little crazy. He was like fighting with his family and then... He was like, like he was. Would you say he's sixteen? In the video, you can tell he's a bigger dude. I think he's kind of a bigger kid. Yeah, um, autistic. And I think they were just having problems wrangling him, so they called the cops just for help. And the cops came and inadvertently murdered him. Yeah, the cops were called. So and like a George Floyd all over again. All I mean, kind of. Yeah, similar. He, he was having a meltdown, uh, and then the cops came out. Eventually, the deputies arrived and handcuffed him and shackled his feet all the while holding him in a face-down position on the parking lot pavement as he continued to squirm and struggle. He's probably not understanding fully what's going on. Right, exactly. Uh, they placed all of his body weight on the kid uh, from his parents' account of the situation. And uh, like you said, there's a video and you can see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The um, video reminded me similar to how they were pressing all their weight on that guy in the grocery store in California. Yeah, the, the one they put the, the net over his head. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, who also died. Yeah, uh, and another deputy reportedly put him in a chokehold and never once moved him on the side so he could breathe properly they only flipped him over when he went limp and urinated himself Ooh. so that's uh that's horrible that's a horrible horrible circumstance i mean it happened a little while back i don't have the exact date of when it did yeah, it was somewhere in louisiana from what i understood from the video i saw yeah yeah and but um, i feel like now the charges are coming up you know yeah there are they so is it a charging the officer or is it just uh it's a it's a lawsuit it's from a, the parents it's a lawsuit lawsuit so no no criminal charges as yeah yet. and uh this was all from about a year ago but it's actually starting to develop now and um hopefully they do get some justice because i can't imagine being a parent and losing you're supposed to pass away before your kid does and then to sit there and, and like now there's this viral video swirling around on the internet of your kid dying and you have to live with that the rest of your life yeah no i hope they do get something for that there was no reason i don't care how severe his meltdown was he, pro he definitely probably from what i'm reading did not have a weapon on him or anything he's autistic so a yeah, meltdown, I, heard, I heard nothing of that there's a way to handle that and, for sure uh it's there's just, a lot of stories like this man i actually rough. skipped the story because it was such a downer but there's a story out of uh texas colleen texas very similar uh it's actually a preacher was at his house um earlier this year and uh, and he was I guess he's been known to have some he's having some mental issues of late. They so they uh, they called the police like or like I think a week prior to his his murder. But they called the police and said they needed a mental health counselor out to the house because they're the whatever the father was not was having some mental problems and they weren't sure what was wrong. So they send like a trained professional. He comes out. He's really cool. He convinces the guy, come with me. He puts him in the back of the car, not handcuffed or anything, like walks him freely to the car. The guy gets in of his own will, sits in the back of the car right. and drives him to the hospital so he can get help. The next week, you know, he comes home after whatever. He probably stays in the hospital a day to three days, comes home. He gets into some more shit the next week. The family gets scared. They call. They say he's having a breakdown. We need a mental health counselor to come help. They didn't have one available. They sent a police officer. Within two minutes of the uh, officer arriving at his house, he has shot and murdered this man in his own front yard in front wow. of his family. In well, front of his family. There, there's some officers out there that when they see like, oh, somebody has mental health issues, it, it they does, just get scared. Or yeah, whatever. it doesn't give. They don't. It's be, not for cops to deal with. That's not, not their job. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. Beca they don't become sensitive to it at all. No, 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 no. They, they because they're not as, trained in it either. Yeah, it's all. It's uh, it's all in your personal. If you rolled up on a mental health issue versus me, roll. You know, I would handle it differently from you. Because we have different perspectives on it. Yeah. They but nobody's trained us on it. They see that report 
and they say, oh, this guy has mental health issues, and it just Could be dangerous. makes them on guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a little bit more, um, you know, trigger happier, closer to the pistol. Yeah, literally. Yeah, in this case, that was it's, a sad uh, story, and I saw that video come out too. Again, I don't want to step on your story. You were bringing this, but that was all very similar. No, and yeah, that, you know, just police not trained to handle. Uh, you know, mental mental health scenarios, and that's why I I support personally defunding the police, which is not about closing down the police and getting rid of them. It's taking those responsibilities off their hands and giving them to people who are trained to deal with that shit. Yeah, and and maybe just upping the requirements to become an officer. That too. It shouldn't be such a brain dead job that people can just walk in and do like give them an IQ test and run them through the gauntlet. You know, make it difficult. You you know, you're serving and protecting, and it's a very high high job you know it's a it's a big job to have it should be held with more high regard and responsibility with a lot of demand yeah right you can't have meatheads that like and you know just unfortunately don't want- that's a lot of the ones that become cops is the jocks you know yeah um back to you in our car studio did you hear speaking of cars car thief returns to scene of crime to yell at vehicles owner for leaving four-year-old son inside <laughs> <laughs> this was a super fun story because it all ended out fine and everybody was safe it could have been a nightmare, but uh, yeah, so, quote, we're thankful he had the decency to bring the little one back, said Beaverton police spokesman Matt Henderson. Did he leave with the car again? So the second time? Y- yeah. So. All right. <laughs> so what? Uh, one Oregon man made it clear he's a car thief, not a kidnapper. On Saturday morning this last week, as we recorded that, he last didn't show, want that charge. No, exactly. <laughs> no. A suspect described by authorities as a white male with long, dark brown braided hair and a multicolored face mask took off with Crystal Leary's car as she went inside a meat market in Beaverton for a few items. Uh, let's see. Well, because there's a different severity because like the Amber Alert is on a different level than the Silver Alert. Silver's for old people. Oh, wait. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. What's the one that the car is missing that they're looking for the car? Is that a car? There's an alert for it. Is there? Like a, I don't know. Oh, is it the gold? Maybe like a teal alert. Maybe it's uh, the bronze. Bronze, <laughs> bronze, gold, and silver. It's like it's the not that serious. It's like the alert. Michael Phelps of alerts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it says uh, once the sus- suspect realized he was unintentionally kidnapping, he returned the child to Leary and threatened to call the cops on her for leaving her son in the vehicle alone. So she hopped out, left the you know I ran in for a few items thing, left her four year old in the car with it running, obviously. And he rolled up, saw the running car, stole it, not knowing the kid was in the back, drove away, realized the kid was in the back, was like, fuck this, I'm not a kidnapper or fucking with no kids. Take your kid, like threw the kid at her, drove the fuck away after (laughs) after admonishing her for being an idiot. You know what? That's not even that dumb because then if you're the mother... Do you call the cops to report your car stolen after you realize the mistake you just made? That's going to make you look bad. Well, she probably had, I hoped, if she realized, I'd already called them. Because it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, um, you know, you get robbed for, you know, let's say you have weed on you or something and somebody steals it. Do you call the cops to say no, that's your weed got stolen? No, 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 no. So it's like, I was a bad parent. No, but, but that's do I call different. The cops? It's a bad parent versus a stolen car. Now, if it was a, st- now, let's say she had stolen that car, then she parks it, then it gets stolen. She can't then call and say, the car I stole got stolen. That's that's where your weed analogy doesn't fit. Yeah, you know, because weed could. was illegal to begin with. What she did wasn't illegal; it was just fucking ridiculous and bad mothering. Oh well, that you could go to jail could, for that. You could it had anything happen to the kid, but the kid ended up being fine, which it says later. Well, yeah, but you don't want to wait until something happens. No, I know. Him. Yeah, the child was unharmed, although his mother got a stern lecture from the thief before he sped off again in her car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a great one. That's so funny. Uh, okay, so let's uh, move into the bold print only as we wrap up the show. Uh, just headlines that that did. Didn't make the episode headlines that didn't make the show yeah <laughs> okay we'll start with you go ahead 
I figured this was topical this week with our new president being inaugurated, but Biden signs executive orders to boost COVID-19 aid or 98, depending on who you're talking to. 1919. Yeah. So and uh, he's going to also expand worker protections. So I don't know. Maybe that's some hope for the future. And this vaccine will get uh, passed out a little faster. And also on the political forefront. Again, I just wanted to get this political shit out quickly. That thought this was a big headline too. Man charged with threatening to assassinate Representative Alandria, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, AOC. Oh wow! So yeah, during that whole during the Capitol thing, I guess uh, there was some guy that I guess maybe on Parlor or somewhere uh, prior to this, he had threatened that he was going to assassinate her when he showed up. That's all so it now takes. They're charging him with that. No, so. all you need is just the threat nowadays, and yep, if, if it can be proven, they'll take it super seriously. Which in this case, it sounds like it it has been, especially when you're talking about political figures. Um, I have a headline here that the uh, the Super Bowl is set. Uh, it's going to be happening here in Tampa uh, February 7th. Um, it's going to be the Bucks playing the Chiefs, and uh, it should be an interesting game. Do you know who's going to be doing the uh, halftime? No, I was just going to say, go selected teams. <laughs> I'm not a huge football guy uh, this season, but um, yeah, but I, who's who, like, f- yeah. Who like, would you guess? As like, far as like somebody that's halftime like... Halftime show? Yeah, they, they, they've been trending pretty much all year. You know, obviously musical Lady headliner. Lady Gaga was just on a yeah. few years ago, so I'm not going to say her. Not her. Um, Because she was just at the inauguration. I think so Jennifer Lopez was on it, so not her. Her yeah, and Shakira. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Damn. But somebody that's like... Like, they're on the map right now. They're definitely in <laughs> everybody's face, winning awards and... Uh, Taylor yeah. Swift? Not a bad guess, know. but no. Yeah, it's I feel a, like she's too calm. It's the weekend. I love so, it. This should be fun. I love it. should be a it. good halftime show. Is he going to be puffy face or bandage face? I know. Is he going to be beaten, wait. beaten to death before? Have you seen him with the puffy face for that other video? No. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, so the Blinded by the Light, he had the bandages on. Yeah. Um, in his most recent video for his latest single, I can't remember what the name of it is, but everybody's heard it. It's all over the radio. It's off of the same album. Um, it's like... I think it's to reveal what the bandages were for, and it's like he's got all the. He looks like a cartoon character, bro. He's <laughs> like he has Cro Magnon like fucking forehead and eyebrows and big puffy cheeks and a giant like butt chin. It's like all prosthetic crazy. No. He looks very weird. It should be a good show, and then I don't know what kind of commercials they're gonna have for the. I Super can't Bowl, wait for the commercials as well. But it should be fun. We reported on this last week. I wanted to follow up quickly, but uh, Dr. Dre is not only out of the hospital as we reported. Yeah, but uh, he's back in the studio. So he's going to be doing uh, like literally the day after he got released uh, last Friday, the day we recorded Saturday, he took a, a, this photo in the studio with a bunch of other rappers and producers, man. So he's and look at him. He looks good. He looks like a grandfather. black, don't, black how, don't crack. But how old his, is he? His beard gets gray. Hey, how old is he? Um, he's got to be. We reported it uh, last week. I'm pretty sure. But Did I'm we? trying to see if it says his age in the story. I've been dealing with so much. It's it's amazing how quickly I forget. Yeah, no, exactly, I lot. don't remember either. But I'm going to guess he's probably in his early 60s. At least, right? right? Yeah. He's been a, he's been in the game. Oh, 55. 55. Okay. Wow. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> We're just, I wasn't going on look. I was just going on my knowledge of him. That's which not apparently giving is much older. But yeah, that's a cool picture, right? He looks happy and everybody's happy to be back in the studio. And maybe, like I said, after we played that song on the show last week, I Need a Doctor, that was like a big rebirth for him. Yeah. Musically, maybe this can be that again. Hey, a second one around. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, uh, McGregor got knocked the fuck out by Danny Poirier. Yeah, I 
knew you'd have to talk about that. Yeah, or Dustin Poirier. Yeah, Sorry, Dustin. Yeah, I don't know why I said Danny. Um, Diamond Dustin. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, Poirier. I think it was in the second round. He kind of laid into him, and um, I, for one, was kind of glad because I'm not a big gambler. I mean, I like when I go to the casinos, I'll play at some like like digital poker yeah. and a little bit of roulette. I'm not a huge gambler, but you know when to hold them, when to fold them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, so I uh, placed some money. I put fifty dollars down on Poirier to win. I was just like watching their weigh-ins, and Poirier looked a little better. I saw some fat sticking out of the sides of McGregor, and he hasn't been fighting Did for you? a while. I didn't see any fat. That guy was fucking. They were both rippled as rippled could be. Yeah, you could uh, wash your clothes on collectively all their chests and stuff. He had a little bit of a fold that I noticed, so I was like, you know what? And Poirier. So that's what that swung it for you? No, there's many factors. Okay, Poirier's been fighting this whole time. McGregor it's hasn't. Truth. That's that was my thing. It's like. Poirier's been training. Yeah. Literally, like, yeah. actual training in the ring with actual fights this whole and time. And McGregor's had, like, one foot out of the UFC door for a little while yeah. now. You know, he's boxing Floyd Mayweather. He's talking about fighting one of the one Paul, of the Paul fuckers, yeah. or Pacquiao is what he's considering. So he's, like, not very committed to the UFC. So I was like, you know what? I have a feeling Poirier's going to win. I'm going to put this money down. He knocked him out. I fucking, I, like I was at Alehouse. I started running around the patio of Alehouse all hopped up, <laughs> excited. <laughs> All hot-headed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we were at work. We had it at work as well. So, and I it, I liked that it was super late because I missed all the preliminary kind of BS fights, and I got out of the kitchen right as uh, as the pre-fight. Who, who was Chandler versus uh, Hooker? Oh, it? yeah, yeah. Was it Hooker? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, Hooker Chandler. Ch- um, <laughs> Chandler came from uh, Bellator. He was doing real well Yeah, I didn't well know he was there. a Bellator guy. Yeah, um, this, but yeah this was so his first fight see, for the UFC. Yeah, it was. It was his debut, and he fucking he, he won it handedly. Did a killer job. Uh, similar, similar to the fight after it with Poirier, you know, knocking the motherfucker out. I almost wish I placed a bet on Chandler because he was the underdog in that fight, so that would have been a nice payout. If I was going to bet on Chandler, it would only be to do drugs and mispronounce words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so do you have any more? Uh, I've plenty I've, more, plenty I've, more. I've, Some of these I'm just going to run through quickly, but uh, I have a quick like celebrity grouping I wanted to throw while I was on the celebrity thing. Okay. Uh, most notably, uh, did you realize that this week, Dustin Diamond... You know who that is? Yeah. Screech. Yeah. Bayside's own Screech. I uh, was diagnosed with stage four small cell carcinoma, lung cancer. Oh, geez. Not stage four? Stage four. Wow. Yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, it's not looking good. Man. Um, and I mean, I, here, I hear he's not like really the nicest guy or he has like his faults. Yeah, he's kind of a kind know? of a douche. Yeah. And I like, went and saw the guy do comedy live in town. It was like more of a, a like a, we all went just for like the- the spectacle of it. Like, let's go see how terrible this is. How and it was as advertised. <laughs> terrible. Uh, it was, was mostly stories about prison. At the improv over there? No, it wasn't even, no, it was free. It was at the other bar where they do open mics. Even worse than that? It was that? on an open mic Monday, John. Ugh. It was on an open mic Monday. Anyway, uh, it was funny. Oh, I, it no. was cool. I'm glad, I'm glad to say that I, I got to see that. Um, but, yeah, that sucks to hear But uh, So on top of that, he's obviously struggling with that diagnosis as well as struggling with uh, trying to figure out the cause. And he's saying he thinks maybe moldy hotels could be to blame from all of his years of touring, doing like, stand-up and uh, some of his other shit. Like the ammonia? Appearance. Ammonia in the walls and stuff, and yeah, paint in these old shitty motels. That he's that's literally he's he's because he's never smoked apparently. That's a real possibility. I yeah, mean, we it were, could be. We had a bunch of work done on our showers because when somebody would take a shower, it was kind of leaking into the downstairs bathroom. Yeah, and it was getting super yeah, moldy yeah. and yeah, disgusting. Get, yeah. And it and like it's a silent it's the killer. black mold that'll get you. But yeah, mold, mildew. Uh, asbestos, you know, any of that. That's kind of what he's, he's pointing at. Silent killers. But uh, I, uh, I just thought it was crazy. You know, Betty White's birthday and all the celebrity shit. Betty White had a birthday. Hank Aaron and Larry King both dead. Uh, and then uh, Diamond Dustin Poirier knocks out McGregor. 
<laughs> and then Dustin Diamond. Has, While Dustin oh, Diamond fights a much tougher opponent. Keep your head up, Screech. Here's to that cancer getting knocked out like McGregor in the early rounds. <laughs> Round four. <laughs> but um, I did. I, You're going to have McGregor want to fight you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Come after, at, come after me. <laughs> um, I, I, this, I thought this was a funny one, and I teased it earlier. Alec Baldwin leaves Twitter after an uproar over his wife's heritage. I mentioned Hilaria, his wife. Earlier. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. You heard about that, right? Claiming she's from Spain. And she's from like the upper west side of New York and no, shit. No, I don't keep up with the tabloids as I much. Just, it was a funny story, and she like went to defend herself. I have uh, I have this one headline that a man was jailed for posting a photo of two men urinating on a deputy's grave. What? Now, see, and and again, it's like since it's wow. bold, since it's only the bold print and only the headline, right. I don't know if he knew those two people, or, or like if the two people are going to themselves get charged. But right. the guy who posted the photo is the one that. It was the is the one that's going to be going to jail, huh? So that's that's weird to me that like why and, because he took the photo of the people. I, know, I think just for posting it, maybe spreading yeah. hate or something. I don't huh. know. But yeah, like I don't know if he knew the two guys or if like if that was a personal photo of his or if it was just a photo he found and then decided to post it. How crazy! But just for posting it, he's uh he's going to be getting charged for that. I thought that was a little crazy. Uh, what, what was another one? Oh, an Ohio woman uh, died after her head became trapped between her car and like the payment machine in a parking garage. Yeah. I saw a little bit about this. There's, I guess, and there's like CCTV footage, you know, obviously okay. you could see when cars go in and out. And right. I guess when she dropped her credit card to go pay for the, the, the amount of time that she was there, uh, I guess as she bent over to pick up the card, she kind of like pressed the gas a little bit and it kind of, and her wheel was, I guess, turned towards oh, the like the curb, the machine, or the pay station. Yeah, yeah. And then he, she got like wedged in between there. And I don't know if it was like instant death or like over oh. time, because no, nobody realized. I think for hours, so it was like over time, somebody found her and she was de- already dead. Oh my god! Yeah. So you're like, did she suffocate? Did her neck break? Who or knows? she, or she's sitting there upside down, trapped? Like, oh, oh this is it. You know, right. I don't oh, know. That's what a, hor- a that is a horrible death. Yeah, it was it was my uh, my last headline that I had. Well, I gotta I quickly run through a couple more that. I got I wanted to follow up on a story we touched on before parlor is coming back with some Russian help apparently some Russian it's not like Russian government I read a little deeper but it's like some Russian uh, IT firm is going to put money behind parlor and get them back up and running uh, I well, checked the app recently and it still wasn't working well that's yeah it might be one of those things where it'll come back as a website but not an application for Android or Apple Oh, you're right. It might not. You're right. It may, yeah. Who I don't knows? know. Good. I, I didn't think about that. Uh, a UK woman says Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina-scented candle exploded into huge flames in her home. Did you even know Gwyneth How Paltrow had happen? a vagina-scented candle? I did. I didn't yeah. know that. Well, I just thought it was uh, very ironic that her vagina candle blew up, uh, supposedly, and burned this fucking you know UK what? woman's home down. There's some candles like Maybe that. Maybe that's what happened to your neighbor's. Oh, it was, uh, did you smell Ooh. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina? <laughs> I know. Oh, I you couldn't. If you, I can't smell, you can't anything. smell anything. You son of a if bitch. If you do smell anything, it would be Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Motherfucker. Sure. Uh, quickly, in the world of Trump, uh, this broke as we were actually recording the show. I wanted to get this in quickly. Trump greeted with a homecoming of a Skyrider banner uh, over his Mar-a-Lago home that says, Pathetic Loser. Oh, geez. It says Trump, worst president ever on one side and pathetic loser on the other wow. side. And he flew it over Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Yeah, because the first thing he did was came here to Florida. It, it was. He, he came right after he didn't pardon Joe Exotic, who rented a limo and uh, a giant stretch truck of a limo uh, to for when he got his pardon that he did not get. So you see that giant, look at the golden oh, doors on that bad God. boy. Oh, my God. How devastating must look that be? Look at the uh, free Joe Exotic banner, bigger than the fucking truck behind it. That's, wow. That, that was a funny one I had They really to. thought it was going to happen. And it didn't happen. That's got to be so devastating because he did, he did pardon Kodak Black and Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, wow. 
So uh, also, that this was a good one. So there was a seesaw built on the U.S.-Mexico border wall win prestigious design prize. You know what? You showed me that before we did the show, yeah. and I yeah, was I like, what was, the hell? That's a great photo. I'll give you that so you can post that in the group. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like somebody made like a working art installation out of it. They slid these like bright pink beams in between so children from... Uh, Mexico and children from South Texas can get on the seesaw and play seesaw with each other on the other side of this wall. That is bordering countries. Such a we are the world moment. I thought it was it was, was kind of cool and touching. And this one was funny. Uh, this is, I'll end it on this one. Uh, people are roasting Kylie Jenner for her showers water pressure. Apparently, uh, she posted some video in her bathroom with the shower going behind her, and it's just leaking. And it's just like, yeah, dude, she's rich as fuck with this bomb ass shower, and it's just like, look at it drizzling out. People are like, uh, some of the some of the quotes are hilarious. That looks like a piss stream. Kylie Jenner lives in a thirty five million dollar mansion, and this is the water pressure. Uh, her wall's see. not even painted or anything; it's just wood. I no, it that's like, like marble, bro. Oh, is that? Yeah, that's some fancy, fancy. Oh. Yeah, look at that. You can see like the the whole stone in there. Oh, I regret shitting on it. I love the walls and how big it was, but the pressure was not it. And I would prefer a different shower head. Like, I need more water. Drown me, please. Uh, a photo of uh, Judge Judy. Me. I'm not going to judge anyone anymore. Me after seeing Kylie Jenner's water pressure. <laughs> Dude, judge Judy. Her glasses <laughs> all the way to the tip of her nose. Yep, the old Judge Judy face. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. That water pressure is sad looking, though. I got to admit. But um, uh, I, I did want to end it real quick with this. Uh, with Larry King dying um, and, you know, being one of the greatest interviewers ever, another one of my great favorite interviewers uh, would be David Letterman. And I wanted to quickly run down top 10 causes for Screech's cancer. Okay, what do we got? Ten. Asbestos from the lockers at Bayside. Okay. Number nine, abusing Jesse Spano's over-the-counter drugstore speed. I'm so excited! (laughs) Very likely. Number eight, smoke inhalation from Kelly Kapowski's smoldering hotness. (laughs) That's a possibility. Number seven, smoke inhalation from Mr. Belding's little-known cigar habit. His office doubled as a smoking lounge. I don't doubt that. Number six, side effects from Zach Morris's excessive hair gel. Zach Morris is trash. Number five, years of eating food at the max. (laughs) Coming in at four, lifetime of smoke inhalation from living in California and all the wildfires. Oh, of course. That's just real. That's just real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coming in at number three, contracted it on a low-budget crappy porno set. Mm. I don't know if you can do that, but he might have. (laughs) Coming in at two, good old heredity and genetics. Who knows? That's the real one. You're just born with it. And at number one, eating too much raw turtle soup. Oh, wow. Good luck, Screech. FTI hopes you can shake this diagnosis and be saved by the bell. The bell, in this case, being doctors and medicine. Yeah. Um, that does it for us. That was a, was a good show. Uh, episode 168 of Funny to Informing. And I do want to say real quick before we get out of here, thank you guys again for reaching out to me. And I'm sorry for worrying everybody. And hopefully my bad luck stops soon so that I can stop worrying everybody around me i feel like i'm it comes and goes man i feel like i'm such a burden or like an inconvenience on people like when they have to constantly worry about me because shit just doesn't stop happening but it should soon um choosing to think positively about it um but i again thank you so much we hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit you can laugh with us or at us it does not matter i am john that's chris pizza pies and coleman and coleman tip your beloved legends Dropping bombs, atomic dogs. I can never chase the cat. Keep the spotlight on me. It
the pussy boy and daddy back Heard he grew into a man to put his family on his back Had a master plan to bitch and cold, nobody couldn't crack Even though when times got difficult, he kept on slanging rap Serving nothing but the gas, cause the walls are full of plaques And not the regular unleaded or the meal we got the back We extraterrestrial, extraordinary in the center of the solar system Shining on the daily